Hi everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am Cornet and I'm joined by Tarek and Garrett. This is our short segment show, the Q&A show, made up of questions submitted by our audience. This show is proudly sponsored by DVC Technologies, maker of, amongst other things, the Glock Cube Dry Fire Aid, the inertial squib hammer for clearing squibs on your guns, and the perfect lubricant for your firearms. Available at dvctech.co.za. Let's get into the Q&A. Alrighty, so next question. I'm very new to carrying. Uh, I want to start training. What courses should I look at for beginners? Uh, any suggestions in the Pretoria area? Because you mentioned carrying specifically, I assume that you're looking for defensive training. Um, I would, we, we did mention this in one of the previous Q&As. For defensive stuff, we highly recommend Tarek. Tarek, say hello, everybody. There we go. Uh, and uh, and Adrian from Magnum United or, or TDI. Um, Adrian is in Pretoria. Tarek's not far from there. Uh, I'm hoping that the ranges will be open sometime soon so the training can actually start. We will announce Tarek's training on here um, when they're back to training. I would highly recommend that you, because you're new to carrying, um, go to someone who can give you advice on how to carry a gun as a new gun carrier and can teach you some fundamentals of shooting. Don't go do the the fancy, like, low-speed high-drag stuff of rolling on the ground and, like, condo rolls and kung fu kicks and shit. Um, jokes aside, that's a really important point. A lot of guys go, oh, I want defensive training, and, and they have this picture in their mind about how they want to be doing parachute landing falls and shooting under cars. That's all awesome. If you can't shoot straight, if you can't handle a gun safely, well, then all of a sudden you're, at least as much risk as the bad guys are to yourself and your family. Um, and if you can't shoot straight, all the other shit is irrelevant. Um, you know, I say to guys in course all the time, if, if, if you can draw your pistol and in two seconds put two rounds in the guy's chest and one in his head, in a hell of a lot of gunfights, you're not going to need to worry about your ability to do parachute landing falls and, and shooting under cars because the fight's going to be over. Uh, but people want to do kind of cool guy shit um, as a mate of mine always likes to say, if you can't fire one accurate shot, you shouldn't be trying to fire two. <laughs> All right. So Tarek and, uh, and Adrian uh, in Pretoria, in this, this sort of area, there are probably other guys. Uh, if you drop us a message through Facebook Messenger or whatever, if you're looking for other suggestions, we'll be happy to, uh, to oblige. Um, awesome. Also, there is, a, there is a, a Facebook group called Defensive Training, Training Opportunities. opportunities. Defensive training opportunities. Uh, if you join that, there's there's quite a bit of activity on there. Uh, okay, so this is <laughs> this is a two-parter. Um, do you think the Glock 48 coupled with Shield uh, Arms magazines will eventually replace the Glock 19 as the optimal EDC gun? And then he goes on to say, before Tarek jumps in and says the mags aren't OEM, they've been endorsed by uh, for being reliable by quite a few prominent US figures trainers. Um, so. We'll we'll start off with with part one of this, and then we'll I'll read part two. I haven't been able to get my hands onto to Shield Arms mags to see what they look like. Uh, bear in mind that if you're running them, you're probably going to need to, or definitely going to need to, change out your your mag release on your clock to something that is metal, so you don't end up messing up the the, the factory one and ending up with not being able to eject your mags. Uh, I have seen some reports of guys saying that they needed a mag catch that ran the magazines, I think, slightly higher in the gun than the, the stock one. Otherwise they had significant issues with feeding. Uh, that doesn't sound like a, like a, like a fantastic combination to me over a, 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 a factory mag that just works. 
Um, T, I don't know what your thoughts are. You know, I, I think the Shield's a wonderful concept, and, and drugs aside, as someone who carries a Glock 48, it'll be fantastic if they do work. Uh, yes, I know some prominent US figures have recommended them. I've also heard a lot of prominent US figures recommend Magpul Max for Glocks, which may or may not work in your gun. And a lot of them recommend some of these aftermarket mag extensions, um, which I, in, in, in double stack locks and single stack locks, which I've personally had failures with and, and witnessed as well. So bear in mind, people in different situations have sometimes have different experiences. What happens with a lot of these sort of things is the guy goes to the range, shoots 200 rounds of full metal jacket, ammo through the thing and goes, this thing is good to go. And then does or does not then refunction test his gun with his self-defense ammo. So with regards to the shield thing, as I say, I'd love them to be reliable. I would rather have an 11-shot Glock 48 that, like mine, has been boringly reliable than a 16-shot one that I'm, I've always got that niggling doubt in my head. Because if you want to make a gun malfunction, get in a gunfight. Uh, you know, we, we see a, a substantially increased number of, of malfunctions in gunfights because platforms aren't as good, people are injured, weird thing. And also just because sometimes the gods like to fuck with you. So I would I would be very leery of going that route, any sort of aftermarket mag in, in, in most guns. Not It's not just a Glock thing. Um, you know, for most guns, if MechGuard don't make the aftermarket mag, unless it's a 1911, chances are I'm probably not going to use that mag. Uh, with regards to the 48 replacing the 19, it's a different gun. Um, my default recommendation to, to most people looking for a self-defense gun used to be a 19 with a little bit of age and experience and, and with new models. My default recommendation now is, is a 43X or a 48, and I prefer the 48, unless your, your requirements kind of fall dramatically away from most people's realities. And, and not most people's realities as they like to imagine them on the internet, but most people's reality is in either you work somewhere where getting caught with a gun is going to get you fired and you need to have something super deep concealed, in which case Glock 42, 43, 365 or, or a LCP maybe is the answer. Or you, you, you work in an environment where a pistol is part of your job description. In, in which case a, a bigger double stack gun makes more sense. Um, if you want to carry a bigger double stack gun, fantastic, rock on with your bad self, you are better on. Um, but I think a lot more people are going to carry that 43X or 48 every day, all day. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll replace, it's, it's not exactly the same thing as a 19. A 19 is an easier gun to shoot than a 48. Um, you know, you've got a, unless you've got pretty small hands, you've got a bigger gun, you've got a little bit more to hang on to, you're a little bit more slide mass. So while I think the 48 makes more sense as a carry gun for most people, it's a different gun to a 90, if that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. The, uh, I think the other thing to bear in mind with some of the testing that's been happening on the shield arms, uh, that might be changing now, but uh, as T said, it's a lot of square range stuff with guys going and they're just shooting at targets standing still. Um, I have had guns fail in matches where you're moving around and there's a little bit of pressure that were absolutely flawless up to the point where they were shot in matches. Like, I mean, they, they ran for like a thousand rounds, no problem shooting on the square range. And I had issues within 10 or 11 rounds in matches and significant issues to the point where like, if that was my defensive gun, I would be in serious trouble. And now, you know, now we combine that with someone decides that, well, if a little bit of good, even more, more good is gooder, 
So they add a, a, the, the classifier extension to their shield mag, or they load their shield mag with you know the latest, greatest plus P plus Death Ninja hollow points and crank up their slide velocity even more with a mag that in a lot of cases guys are saying needs an extra power mag spring to be reliable. Uh, you've got even more chance of causing an issue. And how many of us are shooting two, three, four hundred rounds of our self-defense gun, ammo through our gun, um, through various sort of conditions, and then doing that on the rig? And I'll give you a little example of, of where I learned a very good lesson of this. Um, I used to have a G43. I bought a, a, a very well-known uh, brand of mag extension for it. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but they are precious. And uh, it was a plus three. It worked hundreds in all my uh, my mag, in all my testing. And after three or four months of using it, I, I wanted to shoot out the ammo that was in the gun, um, fired the round in the chamber, and the first round in the mag smashed into my feed ramp. Um, and that happened while I was in a gun shop on my own on a Sunday afternoon, and I suddenly realized I was carrying a seven-shot pistol that, that could have been reliable was going to be a better choice than a nine-shot or ten-shot pistol that was a one-shot pistol. Uh, so <laughs> virtual sources, you know, including me, including Cornet, including Gaz, uh, but don't just read what you want to read. Don't, don't just see what you want to see. So when you've got guys going, this is the greatest thing ever, I know what Glock do when they test something new. Um, and, and we're talking tens of thousands of rounds. So why don't Glock make an extended mag for a G43? Because they haven't found a combo that'll work tens of thousands of rounds with every type of ammo. They can make a mag extension that works with full metal jackets, um, but to find one that's going to work with everything from a 90 grain Fiocchi EMB through a 127 grain plus P plus Ranger to a 185 grain seismic Death Ninja, um, that's where the challenge comes in. So the guy you're, you're, you're watching his YouTube channel, he shot 50 rounds of Full Metal Jacket, says this thing is flawless, TM. Uh, you go shoot 15 rounds of Full Metal Jacket and go, this thing is awesome. Load it up with your, your depleted uranium carry rounds and then discover whether it works or not in the gunfight. Uh, I'm conservative about these things for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I think that it all boils down to um, reliability is confidence. And I know from my past experience, if I've got a niggling thought in the back of my mind that there's something not right with my carry gear or I had some sort of malfunction, I don't have the confidence in that gear. And that's that's extremely important in what you're doing and carrying your gun with. So keep that in mind. And if you are going to go with anything off the market, make sure that you test it test it some more and then test it again and when you sure test it again and if it's still working then you can consider using that in your your carry systems and don't bullshit yourself don't try and pretend that the malfunction you had with this piece of kit was um you know a result of a break in or maybe that was a bad round or you know maybe a bird flew past and some of its feather landed in my chamber um you know be, be brutally honest about these things and Reliability trumps capacity every day of the week. Um, capacity is wonderful, but only if the gun works. Um, you know, guys get this, oh, yes, more bullets are always good, at, but only if you can actually shoot them. Yep. If they're just weighing you down, they're no good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Part two of that question. Uh, are compensators the next big thing, uh, i.e. the equivalent of red dot sights for EDC handguns? And then he says, uh, train accordingly, seems to think so. Um, oh, he said Aaron's also, name, but... 
<laughs> Comps are awesome. Um, I, I don't think they're on the same level as red dots. I don't think they offer anywhere near the same benefit as, uh, as a red dot. Uh, you know, if, if you're comparing a Glock 45 and a Glock, you know, a Glock 45 with a comp and a Glock 17 as, a, as an example of two things that can be similar in size. Uh, the differences are not going to be dramatic. Um, there, there'll be some difference, but in the nine mil, you're not you, you're gaining something, but you're not gaining the same as a as a as a race gun is with with nine mil major or thirty eight super. Uh, you need hot, the hotter the ammo, the more you gain. Um, but as I said, they're cool. They're going to make the gun bigger. They're going to make the gun louder. As as a general rule, they seem to require a little bit more fiddling to make sure that the guns are back to that factory level of reliability. Uh, and you, you've got to balance that with how much advantage are you gaining? Uh, you know, in, in, in a match even, but especially in a gunfight, 15 splits and 25 splits are not going to be the difference between winning and losing. Uh, you know, it, th- th- there's more happening. So, yeah. I think comps are really cool. I think the Roland Special is just a, is a spectacularly cool gun. Um, would I want to carry one every day? Well, no, because it's the size of a Glock 34. Um, and, yeah, it's it's once again one of those things that you shouldn't be approaching if budget's an issue. Uh, so don't jump in on this and go, well, I can get this comp cheap and I'm going to run this. And once again, you're going to have to do even more testing with your carry ammo and that sort of thing. So, yeah, they're cool. If you've got the money and you want to, and you've got the time, and you're going to make the effort, rock on. Are they really necessary? Most people would be a bit better off spending that that money on on ammo or training or um, something like that. Another gun. Yeah, yeah I agree. I don't think that you're going to get any the gains that you get out of having a compensator aren't going to be justifiable. You'll probably get far better gains by spending what you would have on the comp, just practicing with your shooting, and you're going to be at the same efficiency level with your shooting with or without the comp, you'll have the same accuracy standard and you should have the same the same speed standard. Yep. So yeah, one of the things to bear in mind with sorry T. Go ahead. Yeah, if, if if we I mean the Roland Special is a classic example. If you look at where that came from and besides the fact that it started partially as a joke, um, and it is a useful gun. But if you look at the skill level of the man who came up with the Roland Special um, and if you look at, at the, the standards he's holding things to, that that's not everyone. Um, and, you know, he, it, it's not like he's incapable of shooting that with a, with a standard gun either. So uh, it's, there's, as I said, there's nothing wrong with them. I, I know uh, Aaron Cowan's a big fan of them and I, and I have a lot of respect for him. Um, in the South African context... It's going to be a challenge finding all the cool guy gear to put one of those together. Um, and as an only carry gun, it starts becoming a little bit limited with regards to how much extra you're adding to the gun. And, and there's always going to be a reliability compromise when you start messing around with stuff like that. Agreed. So one of the things to keep in mind with comped guns, especially guns that have been modified to be comped as opposed to being factory comped guns like, like open guns, um, you're you're generally expecting your carry gun to be able to shoot a wide envelope of ammo without problem. So you can shoot your your little puff load, steel challenge loads out of your carry gun and be 100% reliable. And you can shoot your hollow point death ninja stuff at like astronomical hey, power factors. Yep. Death ninja is my trademark. 
Oh, well, you can shoot Terex trademark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go and change yours to Super Death, Death Ninja. No, I need to change it to Death Super Ninja because otherwise there's, I'm still using the words in the same order and then it's a problem. Penguin killer. <laughs> uh, generally, you can shoot like really, really light loads out of your guns and you can shoot like really heavy loads out of your guns. And when I say heavy, I mean uh, like really hard hitting stuff and they'll be reliable. With comped guns, you're typically, you, you have a much smaller envelope of ammo that will work. The really light stuff will almost certainly not work, like the gun won't function. Um, and below a certain sort of threshold, the gun is not going to function well. It might run, but you're not getting any benefit from the comp because there just isn't enough gases. Like I said, the really light stuff just probably won't even function at all. Um, I, I don't think it's worth it unless you're buying a gun that has been properly fitted and tuned specifically to that and where you know the load is going to always be the same. Um, you'll, and you'll and carry that's an gun. important point here because, you know, our, our carry gun supply can be somewhat erratic. Um, so, yeah, you know, if I knew that I could jump onto luckyduckgunnergood.com and order myself another thousand rounds of plus B gold dot every time I wanted ammo, uh, then it's one thing. But But in a country where when your stock of whatever you've got now runs out and you may have to use something completely different, um, that's a factor to consider as well. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Q&A show. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Don't forget to visit dvctech.co.za and have a look at their amazing products. They are the proud sponsor of this show. We hope to see you soon. Remember, every Monday at 9am, we are releasing a new show. See you then. Thank you.